0: Okay, it's Wednesday, and it is time for the QP Sports Exchange. This week on the show, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs and the Game 7 that just ended. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. And we'll get into some football. We'll button up the week. That was and give you picks for next week. So kick back and enjoy the pot. All right, here we are. Another week. QP Sports Exchange back on the air. I'm your host, Vince, and we have some basketball to talk about. Okay, Game 7, Clippers, Nuggets, was epic in a lot of ways. First of all, we really need to apologize to Nugget fans. Nugget fans, I'm sorry. I definitely counted you out after Game 4. But hold on the Clippers did finally clip I mean for sure Kawhi Leonard thought in the summer of 2019 when he was stringing on LeBron James all the while trying to do a backdoor deal to get PG 13 to the Clippers And then he would ultimately sign with the Clippers himself and then kind of leave in LeBron to pick up scrap free agents and put a team together. He really thought that he was going to be king of L.A. Well, guess what? Yo, Kawhi, we got a problem, kid. You're not the king of L.A. Let me just tell you that. This is a terrible loss for that franchise. You spend the money. You get the best free agent last summer. Everybody said you won. Everybody. All the pundits said they won the offseason. And you absolutely did. Because you got... Paul George you gave up a boatload to get him how would Shea Gilgis Alexander look in a clicker uniform right now but Kawhi was like yo you get Paul George I'm coming and it happened it was late night Vegas summer league everybody's Twitter started to blow up Woj bombs were dropping Left and right. PG-13. To the Clippers. For like 18 million picks. Shea Gilgis. Alexander. Oh no. But also Kawhi Leonard has just signed with the Clippers as well. So. All offseason. The Clippers are now the favorite. In Vegas. They're the favorite to win. In the regular season. Even though. You didn't see them on the court together until pretty much late in the year before the pandemic hit. So, load management was in full effect. Right? Kawhi was going to get his time off. Paul George was in and out of the lineup. And they just didn't have any consistency. So, we fast forward to the bubble. Okay. They're still the favorite. Vegas still has them as a heavy favorite to win the NBA championship. Which, even on this podcast, the very first podcast, if I believe I am correct on that, I said that the Clippers are really deep. And then last week, I I had a little thought. And I said they kind of remind me of the old Portland Trailblazers that were so deep, but they only had one ball. Lo and behold, did the Trailblazers show up of yesteryear? Because tonight was the night. Game 7 happened, and Denver Nuggets fans, y'all can rise up. 104-89 was the final. So they come back from 3-1. The Nuggets did a bang-up job. Now, we going to celebrate them in a second. We are going to celebrate the Nuggets and what they've accomplished and what they've accomplished in the last two series, by the way. But we're going to focus on Kawhi a little bit. Everybody was saying after his performance in last year's finals, he's the best player in the world. He's the best player in the world. He kind of reminds me of MJ. I heard those. I heard those things. On sports radio. I heard those things. On TV. That he has some Jordan. In him. These are things that were said. Now. Keep in mind. Did Toronto win the championship? 100%. Shout out to the North. Remember that series. And remember how it all went down. Durant. Hurt Durant ends up coming back getting hurt again, tear the Achilles. Then Clay Thompson goes out with a knee injury, and Clay Thompson was cooking in that game before he left. So Kawhi Leonard has won a championship, Toronto gets their first championship. He bolts from Toronto to the Clippers. As a kind of wink-wink, nod-nod deal with the Clippers. Like, listen, you get Paul George, you get me a second star, and I will come. Now we're in Game 7. Now, keep this also in mind. In the last two games, Game 6 and Game 7, the Clippers had leads of 19 and 16 points, respectively. And still... Ended up losing this series. That just can't happen. If you're the best player in the world. Or one of the top three to five best players in the world. You can't lose two games. Where you are up. Nice. I mean nice double digits. You can't. You just can't lose it. It is inexcusable. For a championship team. And by all means, that was a championship team. And you got beat. And we'll break that down in a second. We got to give me a little room here. Because all I heard, because I live in LA, this is all I heard. Oh, this is Clippertown. Oh, they're the best. We're the best team in the West. Oh. Oh, the Staples Center is our house. This is the Clippers. Deep. Talented. Score a lot of points. Can get points from a lot of places. These are all things that were said about the Clippers. And a lot of it was true. Lou Williams gets you 18 points a game off the bench. And he's not even the sixth man of the year. Because Montrezl Harrell is the sixth man of the year. Who also plays for the Clippers. You got the two stars. You got a dog on defense in Pac Beverly. And somehow, some way, You get to a game six. Up by 19. End up losing that game. Okay. We'll come back in Game Seven, blow the doors off of them, and we'll go back to the we'll go to the Western Conference Finals. Nope. It never happens. Clippers were up in this game as well. Had a lead, huge lead, blew that. And then, while they were literally by four minutes to go in the third quarter, you could just tell. That Denver was gonna win that game. Whether it was just something in you in your bones, you just could see it. Come to find out that Doc Rivers talks about after the game that, you know, they weren't a well conditioned team. And guys were asking out of the fourth quarter. After two or three minutes. You can't have that. You're going for a championship. You're first. Not even. This is not you. Redeeming yourself. Like a franchise. That has won championships back in the day. And now you're coming back to prominence. No. You've never won one. you net this franchise. The Clipper franchise. Was a joke. For the longest period of time. Everybody knows the stories of Donald Sterling and his Let's just say off-color remarks about people of color and all his antics and Then back in the late 80s and and early 90s all the injuries the Clippers had it was just a snake big bit franchise now you get Doc Rivers and you built that team up. And then you had the, the Blake Griffins and the CP3s of the world. And you couldn't get it done with them. Then you revamp the whole team. You build up your draft capital. You get set up. You have a pretty deep team. And then you seduce Kawhi Leonard to come to L.A. If you can go get a second star. By the way that's the guy they chose Paul George Paul George who wanted to be a Laker and then basically Russ just meme mugged him and made him stay in Oklahoma City and he signed a contract there and then like what year two he's like oh yeah I gotta get out of here force a trade because somebody whispered in his ear and said yo let's go to LA Do this thing, Clippers. And you blow two games with nice double digit leads. Paul George might not be that number two. He might not be about that life. Um, We're finding out that maybe it was too quick to crown. Kawhi Leonard as the best player in basketball. That crown still might sit over in the other part of Staples. Well, right now, in the other part of the bubble. With that dude that wears 2-3 for the purple and gold. So the Clips lose Game 7 by 15 points. I don't know if you keep Doc Rivers at this point. I just, I I don't know. I don't know what you do. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about Denver. About the success that they had. First of all, you come back from Utah down 3-1. End up winning that series. Then you turn around and do it to the team that was actually favored to win the championship This team is balling Jamal Murray is Killing people 40 points tonight. He had a sick three It was probably about 28 29 footer falling away. It was just ridiculous Jokic had a triple double And they got what they needed from everybody else. Kawhi Leonard is supposed to have playoff experience. And this is where all of the supposed edge to the Clippers went, right? They had Kawhi, who had championship experience. They had Paul George, who's been through the wars. You know, all these people. Lou Williams, everything, right? Kawhi Leonard... In game 7. Shoots 6 for 22. Paul George. Shoots 4 of 16. And Lou Williams. Shoots 3 of 11. In the closeout game. Game 7. That's not getting it done. At all. They just outplayed him. It was kind of uncomfortable to watch towards the end I mean they were up by 20 for a second Denver played their ass off they just gritted out wins and they move on to the Western Conference Finals and here's the thing that whole deal about next year because this is what I said about them last week oh next year You're going to make a lot of noise because you're going to be a year older. This playoff experience will be good for you. No, they might be Oklahoma City circa, like, what, 2012 or what was it? Uh, Somewhere in there, 2013, when they had Harden and Durant and a young Westbrook who wasn't jacking up a bunch of shots. Denver's super deep. They got scores from every level. Jokic can get it done from every level. Jamal Murray is looking like a star. And by the way, shout out to uh John Calipari and the job he does at the University of Kentucky. Go Big Blue. Y'all get it done. They put dudes in the league and they, they're they getting it in. Devin Booker. That's a wildcat. Anthony Davis. Wildcat. Jamal Murray. Wildcat. The Kentucky dudes are getting it in. I don't know if anybody is realizing this. But... All Calipari has to say is, look at the finals. You know, look at the Eastern Western Conference finals. My boys are in there. They're all over the place. Denver, like I said, is deep. You know, I mean... They didn't really get a huge contribution from Gary Harris. They're getting it from a lot of places. So, Jokic and Jamal Murray are carrying the load, but... Milsack was giving them items. You know, Gary Harris really hasn't gotten together. Michael Porter Jr. is a star waiting to happen. The light does not look too bright for him in the playoffs. He looks like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm good. I'm just going to play ball. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to get rebounds. And I'm going to help my team. Any way I know how. So. Maybe the future is now. So they move on. They play the Lakers. Because the Lakers. Mopped up Houston. Ended their uh, run. The crazy thing about that situation is. Is that D'Antoni. The coach of the Rockets. Literally. In mid-flight, said, "I'm I'm done. I'm jetting on the jet. I'm out of here." Yeah, we don't need to talk about extension talks. That's cool. I'm good. Can imagine that they're on the plane. Hard loss, four-one. You know, you're assessing the situation. You got the general manager and like basketball operations guys in the back or in the front, you know, strategizing, using all the, all the number crunching, because you know the Rockets. That's all they. That's all they deal with. Numbers, 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 percentages, this, that, the other analytics that's what they say analytics they're an analytics driven team not even like heavy analytics they are all analytics everything is analytical for them so you imagine they're all crunching numbers how we could have beat the lakers and Tony just strolls up and goes hey bro just so you know Another thing you can add to your shopping list is a head coach. Because I'm cool. I'm done. Y'all didn't want to give me a contract extension last year. Made me a lame duck. And I still got your team to the second round. Playing tiny basketball. So Houston. There is a problem. You are tiny. Your way. Your style of basketball is not conducive to winning and now you got all these parts that's probably not going to fit the coach that you're bringing in so you're looking down the barrel of a hard rebuild if not next year the year after but the lakers are on and now they know they're going to face Denver. So that's going to be an interesting series. I still like the Lakers winning Denver. I know that I have doubted you and I should not doubt you. And I honestly believe that you will give the Lakers all they want in this series. But the difference between the Lakers and the Clippers is that their two stars will come To play You will not see 6 of 22 From LeBron James In a game 7 Nor will you see 4 of 16 From Anthony Davis In a game 7 So What they're going to have to do is hope That the role players for the Lakers Do not shoot Especially the way they shot in game 5 Of the closeout game. That they had with the Houston Rockets. Because see that LA team knows how to close. That LA team knows how to step on somebody's neck. And then just go ahead and and end it. The Clippers. Championship DNA. Is not bought. And you can't trade for it. It can only be a culture situation. And that comes from the coach and your top guys. And when you know that your your top dude is going to sit out 18 games a year for load management because he's like regular season, not super important, but the postseason is. That's a terrible look for the rest of your franchise. And again, especially since you have not won anything, I can see if you're the Lakers or the Celtics, hell, even the San Antonio Spurs, with all their success, you know, recently, within the last 20 years, but you're the Los Angeles Clippers, you're trying to start a legacy, you're trying to build a foundation, and this was it, this was, this was a year for you, I'm not saying that you will not have a chance again, but Everything played out perfectly. You were even talking Clippers. That your home games feel like a road game. Because of all the Laker fans. That was eliminated for you. Because you were playing in a bubble. Only friends and family. And maybe agents. And maybe your publicist. And maybe you have a masseuse. As long as you're not sleeping with one of the COVID, uh, people, COVID testing people. Shout out to Daniel House of the Houston Rockets, bro. Way to get, get after it in the bubble. So my man, Daniel House, in the middle of a second round playoff series where everybody thought that small ball against the lakers was going to be problematic for the lakers and one of their main caps off the bench daniel house gets thrown out the bubble for having a COVID tester in his room doing inappropriate things You can't make this stuff up. You really can't. And it's just, it's amazing to me that you can't hold it together. By the way, this dude is married with like three kids. You know, you can't hold it together until the end of the playoffs. However, you're already down 3-1 or 2-1 when you got in trouble, 2-1. Against a team that was heavily favored against you. I mean, your zenith is probably six games. Maybe a seventh game. Maybe. If everybody got hot. But nobody did that series. You know, you got to get your groove on, right? COVID tested look good. Let's, Let's get after it. So my man was kicked out the bubble. And then his team was also kicked out the bubble. Going down 4-1 to the Lakers. So that sets up this Western Conference Finals. Like I said, I think the Lakers will win it. I think LeBron is a different cat. He's just a different animal. And AD is an athletic big that will give Jokic a lot to think about. But it will come down to the Lakers being able to shoot from the outside to give LeBron and AD lanes to drive the ball to the hole. Now the Eastern Conference is a whole other different ball game. Man, let me tell you, first of all, game one, yo, if you did not see that, I hope you DVR'd it because that was a great basketball game. Both teams giving just nothing but killer knockout shots, going up by eight, hitting a couple threes, doing a run, nobody could pull away. And in the end, Jimmy Butler gets buckets in crunch time. And he is the only player like in like 25 years that has gotten three game winners or three shots in clutch time with less than 24 seconds. Come on, man. That dude is clutch. He is a self-made superstar. There's not a lot of those out there. You can probably put Giannis in that group, but Jimmy is definitely in that group, and that dude just works hard. He works hard. That's why he had to get bounced out of Minnesota, because he was working harder than the guys that were supposedly like the, the future of the squad. By the way, Minnesota, no playoffs, lottery completely bound. And Jimmy is just bouncing from team to team. He went Philly last year. They went to the playoffs. And then came to Miami. And now has his team in the Eastern Conference Finals. And they're up 1-0. Because of Jimmy. So they outscore Boston 48-26 in the paint. In game one. No, I'm not burying Lee. We about to get to it. Yo, that block by Bam Adebayo, that block was nasty. That was clutch. Dude's hand looked like he almost broke it. Because Jason Tatum was coming for his head. He was just about to take life from Bam Adebayo. He was literally about to take his life. He cocked back like, okay, this is it. I'm going to have my playoff moment right now. I'm coming down the lane. I cuffed this ball, and I am throwing it down his throat. And Bam went, eh. nah, not today, fool. That's not going down. So this dude rises up meets Jason Tatum at the rim. And Jason's like, yo, you got to get this work because this is coming down. And Bam was like, hey, man, I'm built different to the point where it literally looked like it broke his hand because his wrist just went way back. And he stuffed him at the rim and took his soul. I know jason tatum will not sleep at all tonight jason tatum is probably walking the floor of his hotel room you know what let me break this down for you this is jason tatum right now he's walking the floor of his hotel room trying to figure out what went wrong how did he block that did not come hard to the hole there might be some drinks tonight Jason Tatum somehow you might have to Get that dude Out the corner of his hotel room Hopefully he's not in the fetal position Because That's the type of thing that will give a dude nightmares You imagine game 2 Jason's going to the hole again He has a flashback from game 1 so he has like PTSD from Eastern Conference Finals Basketball. Sorry, we're going to have to put Tatum on the injured reserve list for PTSD. He just hasn't gotten over that Bam bio block. Yeah, that was uh, super crazy, but that's what Miami's been doing the whole time. I picked Boston to win this series. I'll still stay with them right now. Even though that loss was terrible. I mean it wasn't a bad loss. In the sense of. They didn't do. They didn't do enough to win. It was an incredible play. That. that Gave Miami the win. So shout out to Miami. Shout out to the Heat. And shout out to the Godfather. Pat Riley. Who finds a way. To just put teams together that are successful. Yo, New York Knicks, Washington Wizards, that's the type of player personnel guy you need. Pat Riley is a genius. They always talk about like Messiah Jerry being a genius, and he is. He's you know, he's a genius. But Pat finds a way to get it done. It is not always the flashiest guy. I mean, he's done it with the LeBron James of the world and Chris Boshes and Dwayne Wade, but I mean, he he's done it with some grit and grind type teams as well. I mean, remember those Nick teams? You know, they were they were not Showtime. They were getting after it on the defensive end, and this team does too. This team definitely gets after it on the defensive end. They hustle. They're not leaving people wide open. Boston. You got your hands full. This is going to be a nip and tuck series. And as confident. As I was in Boston. In the last couple podcasts. I'm still confident. But it's it's a little bit waning. Because that, that block was. You know how like in the Rocky movies. Where there's a round. Where the. Antagonist. It's just, you know, for the first three or four rounds, he's just beating the crap out of Rocky. And then, whatever round it is, whether it's the fifth or sixth, Rocky somehow is towards the end, hits the antagonist, and he's like, oh yeah, you're in a fight. And then the music starts playing, right? And then it's time to get hyped because Rocky's going to come back and win. That's the heat. That's what they do. By the way, that's the Nuggets. <laughs> that's what they do. Playoff basketball is lit. It is so crazy right now. We're super excited about it because of the fact that you're getting really good basketball. You can say whatever you want to say about the bubble itself. The actual basketball that's being played, though, is excellent. And I'm looking forward to the rest of that Eastern Conference Finals. And then Friday starts the Western Conference Finals. And that is going to be one hell of a series. Because Jokic is showing up and showing out. I mean, this dude is getting 19-20 rebounds and like 13-14 assists. I mean, this is ridiculous. The 7-footer is doing that. But that's how they play. So, we'll check in with that next week. But, man... Go YouTube that block or if for some reason you got your 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 Disney Plus Plus situation where you got the ESPN and Hulu app. Yo, just go to Sports Center. That's definitely gonna be on top 10 plays. That block is so ridiculous that whew, Like, I really hope that somebody takes Jason Tatum out. Hashtag social distancing, but takes him out and grab that dude some drinks so he can just forget about game one. Get after game two. So, we're going to have some final thoughts. On the football weekend that just passed. And then we're going to move on to the picks for this week. couple things that struck me when I was watching the games on Sunday. Uh, first of all, Dallas, you might have an issue. I thought the play calling looked very familiar. It looked very Jason garrett S. So, Mike McCarthy um, will have to make some adjustments as well. The one thing that was absolutely clear is that the Dallas Cowboys need to get a right tackle. Because the right tackle is going to get Dak Prescott killed. That dude, they were taking turns, the Rams, coming in from that side. Like, oh yeah, let's go. Let's go get him. Not a great day for Dak Not a great day for the coaching staff and somebody needs to go and dig up like Nate Newton or Larry Allen or anybody who can play the tackle position. What's his name? Still, he was not good at all. He looked super ill prepared and the loss of Collins looks huge right now for Dallas Aaron Rodgers sticks it to Green Bay management again that guy just said you know what you keep on drafting first round quarterbacks and not get me help not provide me with weapons that other lesser quarterbacks in this league have that make them even look better could you imagine if I had weapons Could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers had the weapons that Dak Prescott had? Like, you take Aaron Rodgers and you put him on Dallas. They're literally looking like Kansas City. Because they got everything, too. So, he went 32 of 44 for 364 yards and four touchdowns against Minnesota. So, stick that in your pipe. Green Bay management... Drafting first-round quarterbacks, how disrespectful of you. Disrespectful. couple more years, right, at least. Just give them weapons. Just, you know, hook the old man up. Nope, not Green Bay. I remember that pod a couple weeks ago (laughs) talking about Aaron Rodgers on draft day. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen in the archive. It's classic. So Kirk Cousins also played in that game, and Kirk Cousins was a nineteen of twenty five, two hundred and fifty nine yards, and two TDs. Here's my problem, right? Kirk Cousins, it looked the numbers look okay. You know, nothing to write home about, but you know, nothing terrible. But he's not Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't elevate teams, and then you trade his. His number one option to Buffalo. He's not the guy that can take average wide receivers and make them great. That's Aaron Rodgers' gig. That's his pay scale. Oh, wait. Kirk Cousins makes almost as much as Aaron Rodgers. I forgot. That's also a uh, pod. The first, Actually, the first pod has that rant about quarterbacks and... Why do we pay them just because their contract is up? I still don't get that. And somebody can tweet at me and Instagram me and let me know why that is. Because it makes no sense to me whatsoever. That guys who are mediocre are getting paid 33 and $34 million a year. And on to Carson Wentz. Philadelphia, shame on you. Shame on you for losing to Washington. Shame on you. That is absolutely unacceptable. Carson Wentz running for his life, eight sacks. I know it wasn't all on the offensive line. I get it. He scrambles. He's trying to make plays, and he runs into sacks. But eight? The loss of Lane Johnson looks very huge right now in Philadelphia. They're going to need to get it together. I still have them winning that division, but that performance on Sunday is inexcusable for a team that has the the aspirations that they do. Newsflash, Kansas City is good. I mean, they look great. They looked like what I thought they would look like. That was literally the last pod. The AFC West and NFC West pod had that preview. Kansas City looked great. By the way, they have another weapon. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looked every bit the first-round draft pick that he is. That dude is fast. So he goes along with the other fast people on that team. And now it's a complete track meet. You're going to have to score with Kansas City this year. Unless they have injury, you're going to have to seriously score with them. They can beat you with the running game. Now, I mean, 138 yards for CEH. Right out the box. Boom. Thursday night football, first game. All eyes on us. No problem. I played at LSU. No big deal. 90,000 strong. Go Tigers. I see you, Baton Rouge. I know how y'all spell go. But, yeah, he looked great. And Mahomes, not resting on the laurels much, right? A half a billion dollars. 24-32. A respectable 211 yards and three touchdowns. You know, all in a day's work. Super efficient. Patrick Mahomes is on another planet. What he's doing to the quarterback position, we're going to speak of in song years and years from now. Because it's ridiculous. That mobile, that strong of an arm, that accurate of an arm is illegal in like 49 other states. Worth every penny of his Half a billion dollars. Yes. I did say. Half a billion dollars. And that leads me to Detroit. Boy. Let me tell you something. When you make a prediction. You want to be. Mostly right. You know you. You would love to hit it. At probably about 83 to 86 percent right. But when you nail it. Nail it. Oh. Oh. They look so sweet. Case in point, I did a podcast a couple weeks ago. Look it up. NFC, AFC North talked about Detroit. On paper, they look like an 11-5 team. And then I say, oh, and then you look over and you see the Detroit Lions names next to all the dudes on paper. They didn't disappoint at all. You go into the fourth quarter with a 23-6 lead against Chicago, okay? This is not Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, nor is this Dak in Dallas if they got everything cooking, or New Orleans with all their weapons, right? This is the Chicago Bears. Where did they struggle last year? At the quarterback position, the offense was stagnant. So, for three quarters, it looked like the same old Bears. And we would have been potting about that. But, no, the Detroit Lions showed up. They, they sure did, boy. If you had Detroit choking away a 17-point lead on your bingo card, go ahead and block that out. One thing off your NFL bingo list, This year. Ding ding. Just like the Clippers clip. The Lions are going to lie. Boy. 21 unanswered. They made. Trubisky. Look like Johnny Unitas. or, Or John Elway. Like way back in the day. And it was just. Mistake. Penalty. Not converting on third down. Not getting off the field. When they had. Long Chicago had third and sevens. I mean, it was just everything that you could have asked for in the Lions choking. You got it. So, like, when you go see a movie and it's everything that you wanted it, enough action, enough suspense, clever wordplay, all that, and you just leave the theater super satisfied. If you know the Lions at all and they're choking aptitude this game was for you you saw exactly what you needed to see Matt Patricia is gonna have to get it together Stafford is gonna have to be better and by the way they're gonna have to run the football and I did not really believe it that Adrian Peterson is the gonna be the leading rusher for the Detroit Lions but that makes sense right not the running back out of Georgia who's super young athletic We're going to have Adrian Peterson. So, we'll see how all that goes. Detroit, I think you still can salvage your season. I think you can still be a playoff team if you get your act together. But, that opening performance does not bode well. Okay, this week we got a new feature. What we're going to do is we're going to pick the games. And, we're going to pick it by the point spread. Some of the games I'll let you know to kind of stay away from some games I'll say go ahead book it get your bookie online your online gambling situation shorty from down the street the barber shop whoever you have to hook up with to get your paper on these are what we're looking at so what we're also going to do is we're going to make sure the pod drops on Wednesday I know I was saying Monday but we just looked at it as a staff you know Because we have a vast staff here at QP Sports Exchange. All the producers are in on it. So we were talking about it. Went into our little think tank. And we said, you know what? We got to drop the pod on Wednesday. Because we're going to drop these picks. It's still in the middle of the week where stuff is not so old from week one. And we don't have to hit on a bunch of it. And it'll let us get to everything else that we need to get to. So... We're going to start dropping a pod on Wednesday so you can get all of what you need going into Sunday. First game, right off the bat, we got the Cincinnati Bengals going to Cleveland for Thursday night football. Battle of first overall picks. Battle of Ohio. I see you, Ohio. So, the Browns are favored by six points. So, let's get this real straight. They look like trash. Now, Baltimore will make people look like trash, but... I'm hoping that Baker and his head coach get on the same page because he has maybe another two weeks until Odell Beckham Jr. melts completely down. So they got to get it together. They got to right that ship, all the cliches. But Joe Burrow looked good, took the loss against the Chargers. Should have won that. Actually, he took the blame for that loss. He took the blame for that L. That was a man's situation. I still think that the Bengals will keep that close. It's a division game, one, two. Burroughs doesn't look like he's super confused by defenses, and I don't see anything special about Cleveland's. Now, that could be Lamar Jackson making everybody look stupid. But I think this game is going to be a little closer than the six. So what I would say is that Joe Burrow has a pretty good game. Baker has a decent game. And we look at a 27-23 score. Cleveland wins. Go dog pound. Get your first W of the year. Bengals, you're just getting your quarterback some experience. Don't worry about it. Okay, so now to Sunday games. We're looking at the Falcons going to Dallas, traveling to Dallas. Dallas is favored by four and a half. I'm going to tell you right now, if their right tackle is the dude that was right tackle against the Rams, they're not going to cover. I mean, he's going to have to really do something. There's going to have to be extensive film study. (laughs) Extensive. Maybe they can put the DNA... Of Jackie Slater into their offensive tackle steal. That guy was a sieve on Sunday. The Rams were just taking turns. It was amazing. But Dallas, you're a better team. And you're at home. And you got a good running game. You Your defense played excellent against the Rams. The injury to Van Der Esch is huge. That's the thing that kind of really... Makes me hesitate on this game. I would tell you if you're going, if you we're gonna bet bet this game, I probably would stay off of it just because of you don't know what the adjustments are, are going to be with the Cowboys this year, this year, and know how they're gonna deal with the Vanderesh injury and what's going on at right right tackle. So I would maybe stay away from this game. I think Dallas Dallas should win. By four and a half, I think they should definitely win 27-21. But I can definitely see Atlanta keeping this game close. And, you know, a tight field goal wins it. I can see it going either way. But my gut is that Dallas covers. Next game, Jacksonville heads to Tennessee. They get to get down with Derrick Henry. That guy looked manly. Their field goal kicker didn't look manly. But Derrick Henry looked manly. Gardner Mishu threw 20 passes on Sunday and completed 19 of them and had three touchdowns. He's saying, maybe, maybe not tank for Lawrence or tank for Trevor. The Titans are favored by nine. Now, usually something like this would kind of scare me off, but... Is what Gardner Minshew was last week? an aberration? Or is that legitly him? I'm gonna go ahead and say the jury's still out. I'll give me the yeah, give me the nine. I think Tennessee can run away with this game. The defense for Jacksonville is not good. And they are in sneaky tank mode for sure. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. All the machinations on the sideline. They're in tank mode. Take the Titans and the points. Detroit Lions go to Green Bay this weekend. Green Bay is favored by six. Well, if you look at the two performances, you would just go ahead and say, hey, this is slam dunk. Green Bay blows them out. No problem, right? It is a division game. So kind of have to think this one through a little bit. Keep in mind, Detroit was up. In that game, 23-6, to they had everything handled. Everything was going well. And then they just collapsed in the first, fourth quarter. So, do they do that again? Aaron Rodgers was absolutely a surgeon against Minnesota. Does he do that again? I mean, I think his performance is repeatable because it's Aaron Rodgers. The bad man that he is. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. But... I'm looking at this game, and I'm looking at Detroit, and they can put up points, too. I'm going to go ahead and say that Green Bay does not cover. They win 28-24, but they don't cover. That takes us to the Rams going to Lincoln Financial Field. So, I'm super excited about the Rams and how they play, and here they are facing another team that has issues on the right side of their line with Lane Johnson being hurt. The game is, is pick them right now, and you know what, yesterday the Rams were favorite, now it's pick them, so wonder wonder where we are with this. I'm going to go ahead and say the Rams can get a sneaky dub out of Lincoln Financial Field. I think they can go ahead and win this game in somewhat of a shootout, 31-28. That takes us to Minnesota visiting Lucas Oil Field in Indianapolis. Okay, now, I've been hard on both these quarterbacks. If you listen to the pod on a religious basis, you know how I feel about Phillip Rivers. I think he's old. And I think he's overrated. He might be a Hall of Famer because of numbers, but I don't think he had a Hall of Fame career at all. And I thought he was, he was that guy that could get you to the playoffs, but they were never, ever going to do damage because he could play you into a game, but he can play you out of a game with interceptions and mishandling the football. Now, the Vikings, they got game manager Kirk, Captain Kirk Cousins, You like that? Yeah, that Kirk Cousins. I'm all over this cat too. I think that he's a mediocre quarterback and he needs everything around him. That being said, Indy is only favored by three. I'm going to go ahead and say Indy is going to cover. Simply because of the fact that I think they need the W after that horrendous loss. And two, I'm not. I'm not sold on Cousins. So I'll go ahead and say Indy 34-24. And now we get to Kansas City, travels to SoFi, and battles the Chargers. First of all, I wish there were fans in the stand so it would be a sea of red because the Chargers have no fans here. (laughs) Poor Chargers. You should have stayed in San Diego. Spanos, I know you wanted the money. You should have stayed in San Diego. You should have kept it classy in San Diego. But the Chiefs are coming to town. And I'm going to tell you right now. That's a buzzsaw waiting to happen. They're favored though by 8.5 points. That's a big spread when it comes to a division rival. Usually I tell you to back away from those. Not this time. Oh yeah. Two touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes, at least, right? I'm thinking 35-21. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is keeping up with Patrick Mahomes. There is a distinct quarterback advantage, advantage Kansas Kansas City. You know how they say in tennis, advantage, Lindell, advantage, Miss Williams. Well, advantage, Mr. Mahomes. 35-21 as Kansas City makes SoFi their home. Now we go to an intriguing game. Baltimore is traveling to Houston. Now Houston played super shitty in the first game. And their wide receiver situation looks terrible. And by the way, the dude that they traded who is so awesome, D. Hopkins, Had a phenomenal game in the Cardinals-San Francisco game. 14 catches. You think that the Texans, you think D. Watson, Deshaun Watson needed D. Hop in that first game against Kansas City? They get the Ravens. Now, I would be scared right now. If I didn't know what I knew about this division, I'd be super scared. Because I think Tennessee, I mean, I think the Texans are going to be 0 and two after this I just don't know if the ravens are going to cover I'm a little worried about that number this is one I would stay away from if I was really betting but my my hunch is is' that this game a little bit closer than we think I think it's a high scoring affair I think it ends up being like 37 31 and the Ravens taking it home. Now the 49ers go to the Jets as well. So they're looking at a situation where they look terrible against Buffalo. Terrible. Josh Allen looked like a real quarterback. And maybe he is. So Bills Mafia, don't hate on you, boy. 49ers should be angry. And they should be upset. And they should win this game. I don't think they're going to cover at all. I think this is going to be one of those games where it turns out to be, you know, 24-20, but they should win. Bills Mafia, stand up. You get the Dolphins. Congratulations. Fitzmagic, you get to go down to the, to the place that Fitzpatrick made famous. Bills look awesome against the Jets, and I think they should eat up on the weak AFC East they're only favored by five and a half. that's because that Flores on the other side is a really good coach, and he will have his guys prepared. I just think better team, more talent, a distinct advantage at the quarterback position, and I think the bills come come out of there with a win. You know what? though? I don't know. I'm gonna say they cover. I'm going to say that the game is 26-20. Red zone will be an issue for the Dolphins. Dolphins, like I said, all you're doing, you're waiting on Tua. You want to see them? Week 12. Just Fitz, Fitzpatrick just has to keep you in games. You know, you might be losing a lot of them, but you're in a situation where you are highly competitive. Oh, okay, a couple bounces here and there. Could have won all that. But you're waiting until the second half of the season to see your boy Tua. Denver goes to Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh defense looked amazing. I mean, they just looked great Monday night. Now, I believe that Denver's offensive line is better. It won't be that big of a thing. But their their pass rushers came in waves. Pittsburgh was just coming and coming and coming and coming and coming so they're favored by seven and a half that's a big number but Denver is traveling that whole thing Ben is back that whole thing Denver doesn't have Von Miller that whole thing Pittsburgh 31 Denver 21 so we get to the Giants and the Bears so if you would have told me the performances I would have said that Daniel Jones had Trubisky's performance and Trubisky's had Daniel Jones performance Well, that's not the case okay so I'm still not sold on Trubisky they are favored by five and a half do you think that the Giants offensive line is as terrible as it looked against Pittsburgh because they're going up against another formidable defense in the Chicago Bears I don't know if it's as good as Pittsburgh's though so not as worried five and a half might be too much I think this might be a squeaker I think this might end up being like 28 27 Bears win though get that dub. oh yes The get-right game for Tom Brady. Panthers at Bucks, Buccaneers favored by nine. Oh, yeah. This is the bounce-back game. He's going to get right against Carolina. For sure. They got a young defense. He's going to be able to manipulate them. I don't think they're going to be able to score points. Teddy Bridgewater did play pretty decent. Against Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. But I think this is the get right game. For TV 12. And I think they put it on Carolina. I think it's going to be something like 35-17. And the Cardinals. And the Washington team franchise. NFL franchise from Washington. Cardinals are favored by six and a 6.5. Do you believe in Washington? I don't. Did you like what you saw from Kyler Murray last weekend? I do. But Washington has an okay defense. Now, is he going to be able to stop D. Hopkins, Fitzgerald, and the crew? I don't know. And my money is that it's not. Take this one to the bank. Oh, yeah. Arizona Cardinals. 2-0, and you're going to put up a 30 spot. You're going to get 33 points, and it'll be 33-17. And that game will be over by mid-third quarter. So now we have the Patriots and Seahawks. Sunday night football, Cam versus Russ. Line is four. Russ could cover if that crowd was there. The twelve man was there. They definitely cover that four. And I think, by the way, Vegas would have had that at like six, six and a half if the 12th man was there. But they're not. And Cam played very efficiently in the offense. Now, here's the thing. As they go along, as he progresses in the offense, they might turn him loose even more. So he could be even more dangerous. I don't know if this is the week for that. I'm not saying that the Seahawks defense is as dominant as it was before, because it's not. But, if Russ can get out ahead of the Patriots, they could go ahead and win that game and cover the four. I'm going to go ahead and say that that one right there is going to be like 26-20. Seahawks. 12 man, you're going to be 2-0. And, and that leads us to our Monday night football game. The Saints travel to Vegas. Saints look good. They gave Tampa the business in a real way. Vegas squeaked out a victory in Carolina. It was kind of what you expected. But now the Raiders are definitely playing a big boy because the Saints are one of the favorites to go to the championship. The only thing is, is I don't think the Saints can cover I think they can win. I just don't think they can cover if Michael Thomas doesn't play. That this game is very close. Might be a moral victory for the Vegas Raiders. And they get into a mini shootout. And it ends up 34-31. So, here's the deal. You know I'm about that life. You know that I'm that guy who tells you the straight, straight truth. And I'm not going to be hard to find. So if you want to get at me on my picks, you can hit me up on Twitter at question point underscore V as in victory, which I will have a lot of those this Sunday and Monday for sure. And now let me give you the Instagram because, you know, sometimes y'all want to send memes. Y'all think y'all funny. So it's question point underscore pod, P-O-D, underscore Vince, so the whole thing. So you can reach me at both of those and drop me a line and let me know what you think about the picks. Was I on? Was I I wrong about something? If you're a fan base, you're not liking the preview and you're not liking the picks so far, you can get at me on Twitter and Instagram. Like I told you, I'm not going to be hard to find at all when it comes to this let's be interactive so let's make sunday fun we'll go ahead and we'll get this up so you guys can have the picks, be able to make some money either online or with your bookie down the street i know get that hustle street hustle hashtag street hustle Big 10 is going to play football. I repeat, the Big 10 is going to play football and it's going to start in late October, around the 23rd of October. It's going to be an eight-game schedule, so it's going to be truncated from 10. They made that adjustment, but Ohio State finally put the pressure on the rest of the Big 10 and got to play. This has Ohio State written all over this. They were like, how dare you stop our chances from winning a national championship? They were mad at Illinois and Iowa and Wisconsin. How dare you guys try to hold us back from winning a national championship? But, yep, they approved it today. So the Big Ten joins the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 in playing football. So, that means they can go ahead and start weaving their way into the top 25 and all of that. Waiting on one more conference. That's the Pac-12. So, some of the USC Trojans have wrote the governor talking about let us play. Oregon's flipped out. They're upset. They're not playing. So, we'll see what the Pac-12 does. By the way, Larry Scott... Pac-12 Commissioner, you're on the clock. You better get this figured out, bro, because all the other conferences did. Get your protocols in place. Stop playing around. You already screwed up the television contract. You already screwed up, like, them getting on national games. You've already messed this up enough. So, what you need to do now Is get with your think tank. You need to go ahead. And get some. Standard operating procedures put in. And you need to get some protocols. And start. And get the Pac-12 playing football. Because if you guys don't play. And everybody else does. Your recruiting for the next two years. Is going to absolutely suck. Oregon. And UCLA and USC. Are having a hard enough time recruiting with the big boys of the sec and the big 10 anyway and texas and oklahoma and clemson but this is ridiculous larry scott get your crap together and make it happen yeah but i just want to bring you guys some of that college football news i know big 10 country is excited oh penn state i didn't forget about you i know you want to play I know Coach Franklin got those guys ready. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. QP Sports Exchange for this week. We're going to go ahead and we're going to move the pod to Wednesdays. That will get you the picks and we'll still be able to hit some football and it'll still be kind of relative to what happened last weekend. So, we're moving the pod. So, look for it on Wednesday. This is going to drop today. And you're going to get it. All right. You guys have a great week.